Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to Sparse's Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Matt Zinman. Matt is a difference maker, author of Zisms, podcast host of Insights to Live By, as well as being a non-profit founder, wellness and kindness advocate. In this podcast, we talk about Matthew's story, how he got into the work that he does, his podcast, his book, mindset, behaviour and much more. Now, sit back, relax and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. Parsivity, 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 Right, Matthew, it's um, it's great to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? Hey, Adam, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, no, you're really welcome. And I just kind of thought I'd kind of introduce you by kind of how you kind of got into what you do because you're all the author um, and podcast host, uh, non-profit founder, wellness and kinds advocate of um, company called um, is it. Uh, Zeems? I know it's going to trip you up in the UK. So, officially for you, I'd say Zedisms, just so it's clean. Here in the States, it's Zisms. And uh, subtitle of the book is Insights to Live By, which is the name of the podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's definitely a play on words, isn't it? A bit like, a bit like, kind of my my show, the positivity people get that mixed up as well and things. But it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great, um, Word, like name and, and like how did you kind of like what is it what is it involved and what's it kind of about sure how'd well, you get you know, into that a lot of people think that uh you know isms are uh quotes and quips and you know and, and certainly there's part of that but you know a zism is essentially the life lessons that we all have uh the, the things that we say to one another as as guiding principles and, and advice and you know pearls of wisdom so uh, we all have our, our Zisms, and I'm not going to be able to convert to Zed every time I have to say I'm not used to saying that, but you know what I mean. And, uh, and, and there is some, well, I have an affinity for the Z, of course, because of my last name, but there's, a, there's actually a story behind it where uh, I'm, I'm in my third career now of sorts. And my first one, when I started out on my own in 2002, I started a company called Z Communication, and I had... Uh, brand asset of this dotted Z because it was like connecting expression with impression. That was the, the tagline about how we, you know, we, we offer our services. So it was kind of a connect the dot thing. And then back then uh, I was, I was in a coffee shop and uh, a, a woman unexpectedly came up to me and she was, saw something with it on there. And she took my pen out of my hand, which was very strange. And she drew a line through the, the Z kind of as you would a dollar sign. And then she drew a dot at the bottom and a circle at the top. And uh, I should have my book here within reach. Uh, better, what, what kind of you know, self-respecting author would I be? So when I hold this up, it's kind of, it's right on the cover. So it's like a Rorschach test, but it's, uh, it's, it's a man. It's a man kind of marching forward. 
Now, when I show this to people, it's like, I don't know, I see a key, I see a dollar sign. It's kind of funny, you know, but once you see what I'm showing you, it, it you, know, you can't unsee it. And over the years through my, through my work, you know, I always had an affinity for it, but I couldn't find a place. It was just, it was always a force fit. And, uh, and, and then I started my second career in 2007. I founded a nonprofit called the Internship Institute, which covers apprenticeships and all things, you know, work-based learning. And I've mainly done that ever since. Well, with that kind of an organization, I tried it, you know, in social media posts, nothing. So when I decided to write the book, the book had to be named a Z because I, I just decided that things are going right on the cover. So that, that, that is the backstory is that it got named after the fact that I wanted to, to put that on the cover and, uh, and, and how it all came together. No, that's awesome. And I think like, so the book kind of is about like, you know, your mindset and, you know, like, like life and energy and being a person, like, you know, like on the deeper side of it, is that, is that kind of what, what it goes into? And yeah, you know, I, I, you know, there's a lot of personal, you know, if you're going to put yourself out there about a book like this, I certainly, uh, you know, revealed a number of things that, that had and have been very pr uh, private for me. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, the book is written as though you're having a personal conversation, like you're sitting next to someone in a coffee shop. And uh, the book really covers four areas, you've got self discovery and mindset, that's certainly at the foundation of uh, everything in and around personal development. And then we get into well-being and managing energy. Certainly mood health um, is, is part of that. Uh, and it's something that is a private disclosure. For example, I, I have had to contend with depression uh, mm. since my teens, actually. And so mm. that certainly drives a lot of what I have to do to take the best care of myself so that that doesn't happen. And then it gets into relationships and interactions. And then we go into in life enrichment, uh, you know, legacy achievement, things around, you know, what is your why and your purpose? Uh, and how do you, how do you, you know, pursue that? And so the whole point of it really for me is to have it be actionable, keep it simple, practical, so that people come out of the, the, the reading experience with uh, you know, with, uh, you know, some specific uh, next steps to take around this life enrichment action plan, uh, which stands for, you know, is LEAP. Um, and, and it just continues to evolve. But that's essentially the, you know, the overview of the book. Yeah, no, I, think that, I think that's awesome. And I think like, it's so important to figure out, you know, what your why is. And it was something that I was thinking about recently quite a lot. And, and I did like a sort of short video on it. And I was thinking to myself, like people, sometimes tell people you know kind of to do xyz and this is what you need to do and i think like before that people probably aren't going to be able to do that as strongly unless they kind of like don't know what their why is or that 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 purpose as you mentioned and i think especially i think with with covid and this kind of situation a lot of people i what well, from what i've seen have discovered more what not more so what their why is kind of had that time to think more about it and it's like these these things in life and you, you know to have that kind of self-awareness isn't it is so so key as a person because a lot of people were so kind of caught up with everything else that's going on around them absolutely well during covid is certainly a, the right time i mean what else are we going to do we're running out of netflix um, <laughs> yeah. but but the but but seriously i you know everybody wants to matter whatever that is to them and figuring that out. And, and certainly there's, there's a, you know, it works up to uh, really helping to crystallize that. And also, you know, more from an entrepreneur standpoint, you know, if your goals have to do with something entrepreneurially, you know, I certainly focus on that through my experience about how do you go and achieve that as well. But, you know, not everybody wants to set the world on fire either, but they still want to have a why that could be related to their family that could be related to self-improvement so that they are enjoying being in, you know, staying in the present and not getting caught up in things like worry or past baggage uh, so that they can enjoy life and be with their family or, you know, whatever that is to them. You know, for me, the book was certainly part of it. I mean, like a lot of people, it's something I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I, uh, the year before last hit an inflection point, my, my son was on, my son, Jake was off to college and had a little bit of time. I was between between grants for the nonprofit. And it was, 
you know, a question that's also in the book is, well, what would I regret not doing? I, I have some time here. I, I want to do something from a project standpoint. And so it just got me into action. I was like, I gotta write this book. And of course, Z-Man, you know, the, the character on the cover, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to make that happen. And I think for anybody who's looking to say to write a book, let's say that's part of their why. And it seems very daunting at the onset. I just recommend you get into action, you know, take a couple of days and, and just write out, well, what is this, you know, frame it out. What would my chapters be? That doesn't take too long. And then you'll, you'll look at it, maybe, maybe show it around to some people, you know, this is interesting. Do I write this. Maybe it's a blog, you know, or maybe it's something that you really found yourself once you got into it, that passion ignited. And now, and that was somewhat of the experience for me, but it was also like, well, okay, now I've almost come too far, right? I, I, I don't want to stop here. I, I have to keep going and see it through. Of course, you know, at that moment, you're like, oh, I did it. And then you're like, oh no. And then, you know, a year has to go by before you really get through the entire process and, and editing. But um, that's what I rec would recommend, for example, for anyone who, who wants to do that. Yeah, no, I think that's, they're really great points. And I think, like you said, just by kind of just taking action and just kind of just doing it and just kind of going with the process and just kind of just taking that action and just reflecting on it and looking at other people's feedback on what you're doing as well, see what other people think about it. Well, you know, for where we are in this particular time, and if you look back and say, well, frankly, actually, the book came out the exact week that everything shut down here in the States with COVID, you know, all my signings, my launch party, you know, uh, it's not a complaint. It was just, you know, you have to make that adjustment. And even now, you know, we didn't know what to expect. And thank goodness that there's you know, hopefully, you know, an end in sight with the vaccines, but we're all still going to be cooped up for a while. And hmm. wherever and however far we've come in what this experience is, you know, if you fast forward five years from now, we're not going to forget any amount of time, you know, what this was, but what would you like this time to have been? You know, you got in shape, you worked on yourself, you, you enriched your experience with your family, you, you connected with old friends, even though it was, you know, online, um, or you, you discovered and, and pursued your why, you, you know, how do you take this or any other circumstance that presents something uh, in, in the way of adversity and turn it to your advantage about something that you can be proud of? And that's certainly how I've been spending my time as well you know with the book and and building building out some other things that are on the horizon yeah no no exactly and i think that, that's a really great point as well to to think about is like what is it that you kind of want to look back on during this time the things you did and you know the things you worked on you know rather than just kind of waiting for things to blow over there's a lot of things you can't you know you can be doing in this time and i know, I know everyone's different but i think like you said it, it's far more advantageous by kind of using it productively you know partly to to work on someone or to you know to figure big figure something out and you know i think like as well through the book you, you know you're doing something that you're passionate about plus you're providing value to other people and people can read that and take you know good you know goodness from from the book and you know and what you're doing yeah. And, you know, part of it actually also happens without choice. You know, for me, uh, you know, I mentioned my third career. So, of course, the first two, you know, marketing and the, and the nonprofit. Well, when COVID hit, you know, naturally we're talking about internships and apprenticeships. Well, you know, that's not going to be a booming business for a while. I mean, we focus on the employers. So there's not a lot of programs that are, you know, seeking assistance. The grants not really going to be focusing on this kind of, uh, of an endeavor. So after 15 years of, you know, blood, sweat and tears, uh, I, I had, to, you know, I had to side burner the internship institute. And so when I first wrote the book, you know, coming out of that time period of having, you know, the opportunity to write it, it was really meant to be a one and done for me. I, you know, I'm not, I didn't start out looking to be, oh, I'm going to start some coaching business, or this is going to be my, you know, my business card or, or what have you. It was just something I felt the need to do. I funded it out of my pocket. And uh, it was going to be just that. And, and, and since then, especially, of course, with the nonprofit on the side burner, thankfully, I have another business with my wife, Erica, um, and, and that you know, takes up some of my time, but I've really started to lean in and it's been un unexpected. I mean, the podcast that I started last July, you know, happened 
in part because of a conversation after an interview like this and my host was like have you ever thought about starting your own podcast and i was like no <laughs> it's not anything i was ever into and uh and and i'm i'm coming up on show 40 uh next week and i'm just I've just never been happier. You know, just leaning in. Yeah. And you, you know, we're here, you know, our microphones and yeah, yeah. About that before the show, I had to get this for the interviews that we're doing now. And it was like, Oh, I have this microphone now. So mm. give it a try. So I've been enjoying that. And now, you know, a, a book is only going to get you so far initially. And a podcast is, you know, commercial free, you know, if I'm going to do something here, I have to keep going and this coming week, uh, which is, I, I, I believe around the time that we're going to be airing, uh, I'm going to be making some uh, some reveals about uh, you know what I've been working on, which is uh, a, a mindset reset course uh, that is a front end around self discovery and perception and earned confidence and winning the battle within. Those are the the sections. We'll talk a little bit about that. And then I have a master course, which is 29 days, um, and you know I don't go halfway uh, on these things. So I've basically taken all the concepts and built them out in activities and just presenting it in a different way that will be experiential uh, for the uh, for the you know course taker learner to come through and then come out with uh, you know a leap plan as as described but this this time it's you know it's not coming out of book format it's really very uh, specific so I'm really I couldn't be more excited uh, and, and in a way you know it's it's a little bit like a, a life taking me more than my designing it myself just because of circumstances and honestly adam i've never been happier i i, mm. I just really think you know feel like things are going my way so no it's awesome and I, and I think as well like it's really great you know all that you're doing and as you said like you was on other people's podcasts sharing you know what you're doing and i think podcasts through podcasting you can learn so much and you can develop so much uh in so many areas and it can open up so many other opportunities and as you said you know you've kept on doing it and you just keep on doing it and you know you, you're now running this course you know next week and i think that's really good as well because a lot of people out there need help and support and that kind of guidance and that mentorship especially like now and i think podcasting you know i think it's great that you know you're you're happy in what you're doing as well because i think that's what we could we should all kind of find you know something that we kind of enjoy doing and something that you can provide you know value to other people through like this source yeah i, I mean i couldn't be more grateful and uh like anything you know it, it takes you know it's effortful you know it, it takes a lot of hard work to to you know things aren't gonna law of attraction for example which i talk about in the book at, at a certain point you know that that has a role but it's not going to write a book for you it's not going to create these kinds of things and and there's you know other entrepreneurial approaches that you have to take there's just no other way but through we were talking before the show i got i had uh you know, we had over a foot of snow here in philadelphia yesterday and it was heavy it was snowman snow heavy and uh <laughs> you know a couple hours out there and it, you know with uh, the driveway in the street it's you know one shovel at a time half shovels at a time you know just to kind of get down to the to the yeah. ground with it and uh it's the same thing it's it's just it has to get done you know, there's a here to a there until the driveway is clear. It's the same thing with writing a book. It's the same thing with anything, you know, one mm. at a time, no other way but through, and you get there if you just keep going. So, mm. you know, just the no quit attitude. And the course is also for coaches um, and master coaches, because I feel like there's a lot in there that they can bring to their audiences. And then once they experience it for themselves, they're going to want their audiences to experience it. So I'm actually focusing a lot on, uh, on the coaching industry uh for them to experience this for themselves and i think it's going to help them bring value uh and, and new ideas as well yeah no i agree and i think that like, as you mentioned it's not that one percent isn't it with with the um you know shoveling the snow that one percent that one percent it all builds and each like shovel you're clearing that snow over time and as and as you mentioned like it kind of that kind of relates to so many things that or pretty much everything in life it's that that 1% builds over time and it's showing up, isn't it? Like you've got to show up for the podcast. You've got to show up, you know, for your course. And I think the more you do that, the easier it gets. And I think it can be daunting when, you know, when you start out doing these things, but as you just do it and do it and do it, you just gain more momentum and you gain more confidence through that process. And I think 
you know the, the course as well like the you know we're co- we're constantly learning all the time so i think it's so important that we we engage in courses you know as the one that you're you're setting up as well yeah, because you know the, the, we never stop learning do we really well that's the goal i think and and you know to each their own it's a lot easier when it's necessary when you, <laughs> when you don't have a choice the cars have to get out you know uh so the you, the driveway has to get shoveled uh but when these yeah. things when it comes to the things that are in an essence voluntary the question is are you are you going to give yourself a choice is it important enough to you to make it uh something that you will yourself to to do and keep going uh to do you know i you know i know that you talk a lot about uh um, mood health, for example, and I, you know, yeah. I address that that comment. And people say, "Well, mood health, mental health." So I I define mood health as anything having to do with depression, anxiety, bipolar, uh, you know, that spectrum. You know, th- we're not getting into schizophrenia, PTSD. You know, not the wider spectrum of what's considered mental health. And I, I think the thing with mood health is that, uh, and and I'll explain why I'm changing the subject, but it is related. Um, yeah. Is is that everybody's affected you know whether you have some diagnosis or not we all have down days we, we all have you know whatever degree that is we all have to manage our mood uh in one way shape or form and so the the principles in and around it are, are universal but for me as i mentioned the stakes are higher and and you know anybody who knows what true depths of depression are like you know never you know you never want to feel that way it's a lot like sinking into quicksand and and i have this uh I had this approach called the three-day rule, which is that I know I'm going to have down days. Everybody has down days. And then, you know, I might take a punch in the gut, you know, with something, you know, a grand I apply for doesn't come through or you know, yeah. whatever, you know, something that hurts, something's going to hurt. But if I get to the, uh, to a third day and I really feel myself sinking, I have this, uh, this three-day rule where I have to get into action. I, I can't lay around. I, uh, I, I have to work out. I have to create structure for myself. You know, what are my go-to coping skills? I have to listen to, you know, music. My son got me into hip hop. Uh, nice. So, um, you know, for a 50 something year old guy, uh, <laughs> unusual, I'll, I'll take some heat for that. But, uh, you know, that's the goal. And I, it, it really is about parenting yourself. It, that, that's what made me think of it is you, you have to make yourself do it. And you know, you have to, and believe me, when you're, you know, knee deep in quicksand, getting yourself to work out is a mm. lot harder than just getting yourself to work out if you weren't in quicksand. Mm. And you have to do it anyway. And, and that's the point. And, and so I, I just think it's, you know, what it's part of it's self discipline, but part of it is just, you know, I've been through that enough times and I know myself well enough that if I don't mm. do this, you know, the consequences are going to be much worse. So, you know, the lesser of the two consequences is, you know, get off your tail and, and, go do yeah. it no choice yeah so that's that's how it is for me yeah no i, I think it, i really appreciate you talking about that and i think like you know like i can relate to that because i i had depression and ptsd in the past uh following like an accident i had i don't know if you saw my profile but i i fell for like you know a skylight on a roof and um you know i was about 13 i think it was 13 14 and i remember like exercise definitely helped me you know my mom talked about it and she said that I was running, running on a treadmill in this leisure center. And I was like, Oh, I wasn't even running because of the, you know, because of the trauma, it was like, kind of like slow kind of jogging. Um, but then over time, you know, I was running, but I think exercise is so key and having that kind of routine in place or that's that kind of structure where you're doing and kind of, um, just taking each step at a time, isn't it really? I mean, you've just got to be kind to yourself, I think, and just kind of take each day. Because, I mean, when I was going through stuff, I was just getting frustrated with myself. But then I think if you do that, it's going to make it worse. So, as you said, you know, when you're in that quicksand, just just try and, you know, if you have depression or, you know, things like that, just kind of small steps, isn't it? Just because having that like, bit of structure and like, those things to look forward to. Because, it, you know, it could be difficult if you know you can't you know you don't have anything to do i mean people get bored they they lose momentum and things like that so it kind of it has like a domino effect don't you think 
Absolutely. And I do think that physical well-being is at the heart of it uh, in terms of giving yourself the energy. And I think of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? You've got your mental yeah. health, your emotional health, your spiritual, you know, it all aligns. Uh, but but certainly at the foundation is getting into action and, and giving yourself that momentum. And we forget it's it's you know one of the things with depression, especially for low level depression, which a lot of people suffer from and they don't realize it, is that's the point. It's so you don't realize it, and then mm. suddenly like a day comes or let's just say that spring feeling, and you're like, ah, I really feel good. I really feel like myself. And then you you either realize or you don't. But you were slightly depressed. You know the past three months you were sluggish. So, you know, again, that mood health, you know, there's this mood scale that I have that uh, is, is conceptual. It's kind of like a thermometer, right? So, mm. you know, you're, 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 you're maybe like a little bit on the lower side of, of, of center of balance and, and you just feel that sluggishness and that, that is, that is part of that experience, but it's so subtle. You, you don't realize it. And, you know, Adam, I really like what you said about self-kindness. It's something that I talk about a lot. Hmm. Is it okay if we go there a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm open. I'm open. Um, one of the one of the foundational concepts in the book is called earned confidence. It's actually chapter one, and a lot of this comes from my life experience. It's it's really honestly one of the main reasons why I wrote the book because it's something that served me uh, so well over the years. And it's when I talk to it about people, you know, it resonates, and it's just somewhat of a responsibility I felt to to discuss. And it really just comes down to the fact that we've all been through everything that we have in our lives. And we've all been through the ringer, you know, whatever that is for any individual, you know, it's a, it's a sliding scale, but we've had to cope. We had to make it through. And the reality of course, is that we're still standing. And as obvious as that sounds, it really is a, a reminder of, of the logic that we have the earned confidence to know we've proven to ourselves that we are fully capable of coping with whatever happens in real time. So when it comes to those who worry, who are in that habit of worrying or that feeling of anxiety, um, aside from anything that's chemical imbalance related, uh, earned confidence is really that grounding principle to, to, to pull you into the present. And I look at that as a foundational building block in and around self-improvement and personal development. And so is self-kindness. Self-kindness is by extension around winning the battle within. And in the same way that earned confidence is about reminding you not to get caught up in things that are uncertain to happen. Self-kindness is really about not letting yourself be dragged down by whatever that past baggage is. It's both work on, on the other, you know, the past and future side of what it takes to stay in the present. Of course, gratitude is a huge part of mindfulness. You know, all of that goes into the, to the center of, of helping further ground you in the present. But when we look at self-improvement overall, and we think of, I just don't feel self-confident or self-esteem or self-love and, you know, all the obvious things, self-belief, I want to feel this way. I want to feel this way about myself, but I don't know how. How do I get from here to there? I work on myself. I don't feel, you know, any different or, I, you know, I, I roller coaster in, in, in the whole experience. And it's true. It, it's very vague. It's hard to get your arms around how do I feel self-love, for example. But when you go to self-kindness and earn confidence, it really is very specific. I have the earned confidence because I've been through everything I, I, I've been through and I, I, I'm still here. And with self-kindness, the buy-in is really around, well, why be anything less than kind to myself? Like as simple as a question of that, you know, that's, that's just about as rhetorical of a question as you should be asking. And of course, if the answer isn't obvious, then you know where to start. But once you buy in to that and say, well, okay, I'll be nothing less than kind to myself, what does that mean? And the reality is, is that it's either a this or a that. It makes it tangible because you are either being kind to yourself or you are not being kind to yourself in any given circumstance. So if you are a people pleaser, if you're somebody who has a hard time saying no, and certain individuals might know this about you, and maybe they lean on you a little bit more than they should. Maybe you're even coming in, you know, 
up against people who are more manipulative. And we talk about that as well. Um, when I say we in the book, it's me, myself, and I. But in the conversation, in the way the book is written, uh, it's that. And it is that moment where you go back to self-kindness and you say, well, if I say yes, will that be kind to myself? Because if you don't say no, when you know that you ought to, then you take that double hit. You, you get, you, I should have said no. And then you have to do the, whatever it is that you said yes to and your self-esteem really suffers. So I, I really encourage, uh, who, who, you know, thank you to everybody who's hearing this to rely on earned confidence and self-kindness to ground yourself in the present and have it be tangible for you in order to push forward in your, in your personal growth. Hmm. Definitely really, really great points. And I think, like you said, that, that self-kindness and that gratitude and that, um, you know, like being okay with yourself is, is massive. And I think people sometimes, I think, rely on external things to kind of give them that kind of sense of feeling is, you know, for being okay. And not, like you said, looking within and dealing with whatever it may be that's stopping them from kind of doing that. And I think, as you said, you have to kind of go through those motions. You have to really get, you know, get to know yourself and probably, you know, go through some discomfort to kind of get to to the other side. Because, because I, I definitely, you know, used to be a people pleaser when I, I used to work in restaurants. And I remember not wanting to make any mistakes. And, and you have to kind of people please in some way because, you you know, you're giving a service. But yeah, it is your job. I'm going to say there's yeah. this, it's a little skewed when you're getting paid to be a people pleaser. Yeah. But it, there's that, that kind of balance with it where, you know, like trying too hard. I found that when I was like, you know, a teenager, I was trying too hard, you know, to try and get a certain outcome. And there's those kind of like behaviors, isn't it? And I think that kind of all ties into like, you know, insecurity and these kind of things. But, you know, as you get to know yourself more and be, you know, be kind to yourself, it's that, it's also been that, you know, relationship that you have with yourself, isn't it? Is how you're going to probably have a relationship with other people. Because it's like, if you're okay, then the people around you, you know, probably 99% of the time are going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, we are okay. And, and mm. you know, when as things have continued to evolve, and for example, as I as I redeveloped Zisms in these courses that are mm. coming out in the coming weeks, um, earned confidence is no longer the first part. Earned confidence is the second part of self discovery. The first is perception, mm. and the things that you're describing. Uh, you can look at the very same set of circumstances and be optimistic or pessimistic. Mm. You know, they, they apply to the very same set of circumstances. So one of the things that we talk about is uh, a perception snapshot. So if you, and that's in the book too, but if you compartmentalize, because we have so many moving parts, it, it's so hard in media, you know, everything's our, our life, our demands, it's, it, you know, you, it's hard to really stop. And so if you take this snapshot and you say, well, are my basic needs met? You know, I have a roof over my head. I've got food in the fridge. On and on. Yes, that, that's an affirmative, I would hope, for most people. And then, is everybody healthy? Am I okay? People I love okay? You know, after that, everything else is fairly circumstantial. You know, are you having financial troubles? Maybe. We all, I think a lot of people go through that at any given time in their life, but earn confidence. You may not even have the answer, but you, you know you'll figure it out because we're survivors. Mm. We're going to keep that roof over our heads. It might not be easy, but we will. So again, you know, you can take a perception snapshot on a given day and be like, I just had a breakup. You know, I'm feeling terrible. I feel insecure. Okay. That's today. And what do you need to do? Not to minimize it, but what do you need to do in this very moment in your life? You know, is, is, is when you step back from that and say, okay, this something's in the negative column is it really all that bad? Is it, is it permanent? And if it's not, then there's, there's something, you know, mm. an end. and if it is, whatever that is, then there's the, you know, the coping side. So again, mm. I don't mean to oversimplify and kind of, uh, you know, take out the, uh, the emotion or the, the life strife yeah. that we all have to go through. Uh, but it's important to remind ourselves that generally speaking, we're, you know, we're all, we're okay. Mm. That's it. And I, and I think you made a good point there as well. Like, especially as human beings, we adapt. And I think we've, 
we know our, we've definitely seen this in the past year, you know, like last year with COVID, you know, so many, so many businesses, people, you know, adapting and pivoting, you know, to, to adapt to the, the demands of what's happening. And, you know, if you think, you know, social distancing, face mask, I mean, that, I won't go into that too much because I know people have got their own opinions on that. But um, basically, yeah, trying to, you know, people adapting, you know, people doing one job, you know, so a lot of people lost their jobs and there's a lot of unemployment and people are there, you know, having to adapt to provide, you know, a roof over their heads to do different jobs and different ways of, you know, communicating with people. And I think, like you said, we we can sometimes forget, you know, the things that we've been, been through in our lives and, and, and hard times. And as you said, we're still standing today, having gone through those things. It's that like own confidence and that, that, that self-reflection and, you know, looking at where you stand and having that that gratitude, you know, kind of for where you're at and that you've been through X, Y, Z and this right now isn't probably as bad as what we went through previously, you know, in, in whatever circumstance. Yeah, you know, I think the, the the overarching direct question is, is whatever that you're going through now, is this the worst thing you've ever been through? Because mm. if it's not, then you know that you can handle it. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a really good question, isn't it? And I think, I mean, I, I've had times throughout this COVID thing where, you know, I've kind of felt probably a bit claustrophobic almost, like, because you can't go out certain places, that kind of thing. I'm very extroverted and that kind of thing. I like, you know, being around people. So, you know, like I said, we all, we all have our own discomforts and things going on, but I think you have to own it and you have to look at that and accept it because it's no good if we're not, you know, being honest with ourselves. I mean, look, you know, there's no way around it. I mean, there's grief here. You know, mm. it, I miss my friends. I miss being out. You know, I play ice hockey. You know, the rinks get shut mm. down and it sucks. It, it, it's yeah. flat out sucks. I, you know, it's not to <laughs> ignore uh, the, the things that we have to grieve for, but you can't control it. Mm. So what can you control? And if that means turning inward and or working on yourself or reaching out to people you haven't before or doing doing more zooms or being proactive you know that's those are choices that you can make to uh to compensate while you have the opportunity around the things that you can't do um you know my son should be at college he's not hmm. so it really stinks for him i feel for him that he's missing out on yeah. this particular experience um he'll get back he'll get but but right now we're you know, we're able to have some quality time that we wouldn't have had otherwise. And I, a lot of people are going mm. through that. So, you know, you really have to look, I, I just really believe in finding the silver lining. I mean, why, yeah. why, why not? You know, if you don't, if you don't strive for that, then you're just shorting yourself in terms of your quality of life. Mm. That's, that's so key. As you mentioned that that silver lining to the, to the situation, as you said, like, okay, you, you know, you can't go to college, but you know, you've got that more kind of, quality time with with him now you know than than before and i spoke to someone else and he said that it's you know it's the most he's spent time with his wife you know in 15 years or something crazy like that and they're still and, getting along so that's really the main thing yeah, <laughs> after, after, <laughs> yeah. wow i didn't realize i could spend this much time with my spouse and everything yeah. is great that's that's good news um, yeah i don't i don't know that jake would agree on on uh, you know, enrichment <laughs> of being home with parents yeah. and whatnot, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's the whole point, and you know, there's so much here, and uh, you know, we're all just trying to do our best and learn and grow and and, mm. and make the best of everything that we can, and yeah, you know, why, uh, you know, why why accept less than that for yourself? Mm. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think that's that's a really good point as well. With that, you know, we need to focus on the things that we can control and to you know pivot in these times and be grateful you know for where we're where we are at and you know to appreciate you know what's around us isn't it as well and um in your in your book as well you mentioned like uh beware of spiders in one of your chapters like do you mind going into that what that yeah, means? I'll talk about it i don't know if we have enough time for that one that's the, it's funny because it's like if you look at the chapters in the book and, and i almost didn't put this in the book and i you know because it's cautionary and, you know, which one of these is not like the other, right? And, mm. and uh, uh, it, it, it really speaks to, you know, again, almost like with self-kindness, you know, there's, it's a this or a that. And, 
the chapter leads off essentially that there are only two kinds of people in the world. Uh, there are spiders and there are those who get caught in webs. And mm -hmm. the, the, you know, the, the reason we're talking about manipulators is that that's a, that's a conscious decision that someone makes to do, you know, to impose their will on someone else to have others bend to yours and be manipulative is a conscious decision. It, it you know, it, 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 it takes that energy, you know, to somewhat be, you know, devious is somewhat of a strong word, but it's not necessarily inaccurate. Uh, you know, and the rest of us are kind of, you know, who wants to be on guard all the time, right? You know, we're, you know, we, we prefer to be oblivious, you know, we'll accept the consequences of misjudging somebody and getting burned, because we don't want to have to not think of the good in people. And, uh, mm -hmm. and, and then how do you, how do you over time, how do you recognize, you know, who are those people? How do I stay clear of them? Or if I do have to be on guard, uh, you know, or at least be you know, a little bit, have a doubt about somebody, how do I handle a situation that might come up so that I don't get caught in the web? And uh, I have to say, Adam, there's a lot of hard living <laughs> that went into, yeah. you know, this chapter. Uh, and, it, and it's just, you know, it's just life. Uh, and it, and it, I have to say, it's the one that I hear almost the most about. Mm. is the be aware of spiders um and it, it's because it's so true so it's uh, yeah it's definitely it's definitely a harsh truth isn't it and i think if you've experienced it i mean for for me it makes me think about when i was at school you know the kind of people i was around at school and you know i'm okay with them now it's all by and by but you know when i was in school you know i was around like you know spiders and i got caught in the web and I was trying to break out of that web based on that event that happened in my life, you know, that gave me you know, PTSD and all that. And then from that event, I then realized, okay, I can't be doing X, Y, Z. I can't be around these people. And when you try and break away from, you know, say spiders, you know, they don't like it. And, you know, it's hell. <laughs> and um, that that happened. But, that, but I think through going through that, it's made me very aware you know more aware more you know conscious and streetwise you know around people and that kind of thing um you know i was on that defense you know in the past but you know not anymore but i think like you know it's a harsh truth isn't it sometimes you have to kind of go through that and learn that the hard way to be like okay well i'm not going to put myself in xyz you know scenarios we we all get you know look we all get caught uh you know that's the whole point of of uh it, it just happens because people are who they are it's a lot you know the dynamics of it are a lot like bullying you know, mm. in terms of standing up for yourself and and then they know they won't be able to take advantage of you um in in that way and they'll respect you more uh mm. and and know not to you know know that know that you have their number essentially mm. uh, but people are who they are and i don't know i don't know it's just, you know it's nature versus nurture here i, I don't know it's necessarily their fault and and, yeah. and with all due respect, you know, there's a there's a sliding scale here, right? I mean, somebody might have to behave that way out of defense because they're in a politically charged work environment. Uh, yeah, that doesn't necessarily make them that. Or they might have to, even if they do it one percent of the time, doesn't mean they are always. You know that, you know they're they're always that way. It's just they mm. have the capacity to be that way. And will they do mm. that to you? Um, but if you observe somebody in your life who do does that to others, even though that you know they won't do it to you, you really do need to, to be yeah. a, little bit, a little bit more on guard just be in observing their behavior because you know they have the capacity to act that way. I definitely see I see it online. I see it online a hell of a lot. And I've had it with you know people on LinkedIn sometimes or people on social media. And and I'm, I see it and I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, you're just trying to hook me in for your own needs. You don't actually care about, you know, X, Y, Z. You're just kind of, you know, looking out for yourself and trying to manipulate me through, you know, however, whatever script or structure, if that makes sense. And I think, it, it, and the thing is, people can, you can be so easily hooked into these, these, um, these ways, if that makes sense, you know, through being sucked in by other people. But, you know, as you said, that's, you know, there's a reason why someone's like that. And sometimes, you know, like there's business and, you know, there's all, all different things that tie into that, isn't there, ultimately? But I don't think that's that's not the card I could 
you know, deal to other people. I think that, you know, when it talks about, you know, not getting caught in webs and, you know, you feel like you get burned, you know, how do you stand up for yourself? And I, I think that one of the best defenses with somebody who acts that way is a knowing smile. Mm. Meaning I have your number and I'm going to smile right at you. And yeah, it, it's meaningful. They get the yeah, message yeah. and then they can, you know, I've already used the word, but then they can suck on it. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, that, you know, it's an energy thing. You know, we talk a lot about, um, I, I don't want to get too much more in a digression with respect to, um, yeah. your listeners and your show, but a lot of it also is a, a whole other section in, in, uh, well-being around managing energy and how yeah. we affect, how we affect one another. There's an energy transfer that mm. occurs between people. And so even if it's just not the spider thing, it's just, well, someone's having a bad day and, you know, you, you go to a restaurant when we're, when we can do that. And, and, uh, you know, a server is having a bad day, you know, to your point, well, okay, everyone has bad days, you know, are you going to be compassionate or are you going to be complaining? You know, you're going to complain because, you know, you're paying to be served, what have you. Uh, you know, these are all personal decisions that we have to make in the moment. Uh, but, you know, if you're out with your friends and you're having a good time and you make the choice to complain, well, now you let somebody who's not having the best day, you know, that energy transfer to you. Um, you know, you could decide to try and make that person smile the next time they come back to your table. It's another way to handle it. Yeah. So, Thus, you know, it's just really about mindfulness in and around how we interact and, and, you know, taking care of yourself around that energy transfer. Mm, that's it. And I think it's, it's, as well, it's that empathy, isn't it? You know, having that empathy and that understanding for someone else and what they may be going through. And there's probably a reason why they're that way. You know, I've, I've gone to restaurants and people are like nervous, you know, if they're doing a transaction and I'm like, it's fine. You know, because I, I, I empathize with that because I've been there myself. I see it. You know, you kind of have that understanding and it's, it's definitely that, you know, that self-awareness as well, isn't it? Well, it, it is. And it builds off a of self-kindness too. I mean, you know, when people think of kindness, you know, the first reaction is, you know, to think of it toward others. Uh, and, and really is that, that compassion moment. I mean, look, all of us, again, go through so much in our lives. And at any given time, you never know what's going on for anyone. They, they you know, they could be just hold, trying to hold it together. Uh, and, uh, and meaning naturally they're, you know, that, that close to not being able to hold it together. And I, you know, it's easy to forget that most of us go through that at, at, at times. And, uh, and, and that's the moment when, when to treat others with kindness and, and uh, you know, that's good for everybody. Hmm. And I think, I think especially now, because I was, I was listening to a podcast with Joey Diaz and he was saying that he, um, his wife was driving the car that was caught in traffic and she was going to tap the horn in front of the car in front of him. And he's like, you know, don't, don't do that because, you know, tensions are pretty high for a lot of different people at the minute and you don't know what's going on with their day. You know, you banging the horn on the car could just make them snap and, do something you know i think it's as you said everyone's kind of spinning their own plates to some extent and you just like i said you just don't know what someone else is going through um or what's on their mind i mean i think you can you can pick up on people's energy i think you like you can pick up on how people are you know by their energy sometimes or you just you know you, you tune into that but ultimately behind that you, you we don't know yeah it's that that's essential um, I don't think I don't think enough people are aware of the energy transfer and how much there, you know, that dance happens. And, uh, you know, even just from a mindfulness standpoint, if you just put it in your forethought as you interact with people that you just want to, you know, take a, a check in, you know, mm. you know, observe, you know, how is this how is this person doing today? And, uh, you know, that might be you on the other side of of that conversation, you know, in yeah. of, uh, you know, being uplifted and look, it's the same thing back to the three-day rule. You know, I make sure I reach out and, you know, who lifts me up? Who do I want to talk to that I'm going to be able to, laugh, you know, laugh and joke around mm. with? We should all have more of that. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. That's a really good point. And, you know, I'm grateful, you know, to to connect with you and, you know, that we we can do that and to be in that kind of, you know, that tribe of people. And I just want to say, like, you know, massive thank you to our friend Paul, you know, Paul Forshion, who's who's got the podcast Actions and Limits podcast. And he's a great guy. And, you know, I think, like you said, it's important to, you know, to look at who you're surrounding yourself with, isn't it? The kind of people you're talking to and engaging with. Um, 
because it, it, it's priceless really i think you know when you kind of find the people that you resonate with yeah that's right in the spider chapter too adam <laughs> like, who's your yeah. tribe who's your tribe mm. you know life's too short to have people draining you so yeah. uh you know making a conscious decision you know who are those people that you surround yourself with few things are more important than that in terms of you know your day to day yeah no exactly and paul's paul's you know paul's good people so thanks to paul yeah yeah no that's it no exactly and i, I completely agree and i I just thinking like where can people find you on social media and like your website? Where can they find your book as well? Sure, thank you. Um, I've actually just switched everything to my name domain, so mattzinman.com, and uh, everything is now centralized with the podcast and the book and these courses that are coming out will be, uh, you know, I think by the time people uh, hear this, uh, it'll yeah it'll yeah. Be up. So I'm psyched it's all happening at the same time. The book is there, uh, you know, on Amazon or on the website. There's a sample to read for free. So, you know, you check it out and you'll know if you want to keep reading, and, you know, feel free to buy it. So, yeah. um, but I'm really psyched about these courses and I think this is going to take everything to the next level. And I, I know it's, you know, it's already making a difference for the people who are trying it out. So I feel, I'm just so, I'm just so grateful to be here with you and be able to talk about it uh, and, uh, and what's about to unfold. So thank you so much for having me, Adam. Thank you to your audience uh, for, for listening in yeah no you're very welcome Matthew and um you know I'll definitely promote you know everything that you're doing if you want me to promote it for you or share it and I'll, I'll definitely put your content on on the bio and, and, and everything else and when you do the courses I can always share that and promote that as well and um you know I wish you all the best in everything that you're doing thank you it's a pleasure Appreciate no you're welcome you're cheers. welcome cheers take care got it Adam got it Adam got it Hi, and thank you for tuning into the Positive Podcast. I would just like to announce that I have just recently created a Facebook group for listeners and for people who would like to network with other podcasters and to network with other people who listen to the podcast as well. The link can be found in the bio of my profile as well as the bio of my episodes and the Facebook group um, is called The Positive to People. All you have to do is send an invite request and I'll accept it for you to join. I hope to see you there. Have a great day. Take care. Hi, I'd just like to say a massive thank you for listening to the podcast. You can also check out the podcast on YouTube at The Positive Podcast. You can also check out my Instagram at Positive94 where I put lots of podcast clips and snippets and a lot more content as well. I really appreciate you supporting me in my podcast and supporting me in my content. It really, really means a lot. Any feedback, any questions, any queries, you can email me at thepolicypodcast.gmail.com and I look forward to hearing from you and connecting. Take care.